Welcome to Ancient Wisdom of the Feminine. Winter solstice, the longest night and shortest day of the year, makes a change. It marks a time of celebration and ceremony. As you all know, we will be having a ceremony on winter solstice, and we hope we can inspire you to celebrate it too. I'm Shristi Yadav, and joining me today are Magdala Ramirez, a spiritual leader and teacher from the Mayan Shika tribe who has been working with the feminine for more than 35 years. She is the director of our nonprofit, Sacred Woman, and founder of many ceremonies. Our special guest today is Nancy Norid Moore. Nancy began her spiritual work in earnest after a near-death experience in 1984. Nancy is today a spiritual elder, teacher, counselor, storyteller, and ceremonial leader. She is a spiritual elder of the Waitaha Maori tribe of New Zealand, where the ceremonial elders of International Sacred Prophecy journeys for the awakening of human consciousness. She is a grandmother of the Waitaha Grandmothers Council and keeper of the ancient ways. Nancy was adopted into a Native American family and their ceremonial traditions in which she was given the title of teacher, peace elder, and honored as a pie carrier. She advocates for the indigenous peoples as well as for the advancement and protection of women and children around the world. I welcome you. Are you there? Yes. Hello. 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 I was listening, I was listening to Nancy Moore. Yes, this is Nancy. Hello. Hi. Hi, this is Hello. Nancy. How are you? I'm very good. You can hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for having me this beautiful evening. Tell us. Tell us about your experience. I know you wanted to share. Well, let's see. I suppose I should um, start... At the beginning, in 1984, uh, I was told in January by an acquaintance here in San Marcos that uh, I could be getting involved with in a car accident. And it was very unnerving, and she was very um, clairvoyant and intuitive and she just had been prompted and prompted and prompted to tell me this about the uh, car accident possibility in hopes that maybe I could slow down. She didn't know when. She didn't know where. She saw me low down in a car and uh, crossing a bridge that was under construction, and so the view was hampered, and that I would uh, come upon a wreck already in process, and um, that I might not make it out of it. 
and that, um, well, at the time in 1984, I had a five-year-old and I had two older children that were just beginning college and had a husband who was on city council here in our hometown and a business to run and um, I had always been spiritual but this really got my attention and um so i i really had to go inside and internally and uh contemplate this message and um actually i realized later that i went through uh stages of uh dying the anger and grief and denial and um, had all those things and talked to, went to church and and started meditating in earnest and um, started uh, doing inner work that I could do. And, and finally, after three months, I just let go. I remember the prayer was something like, "Dear God, if you can take this from me, will take this from me. If I, if it is in the highest good, then let me do it with as much love as I can possibly do, and uh, let Thy will be done." And I let go and surrendered it, and didn't think about it really anymore. So on March twenty third of 1984, I was on my way to Austin in midday. I just picked up my son, Jason, who was five, from Montessori School, heading to Austin to a meeting. And um, I did cross uh, a bridge that was under construction, and what I saw was a flying... um, huge piece of metal. I didn't even recognize it as a truck. Um, What had happened is that I was northbound on I-35 and uh, main highway here in Texas, north and south, and he was uh, had been sent to Austin. He was working for an electrical company, and he um, uh, had picked up a fifth of whiskey and drank the whole bottle on the way up there and back and uh, lost control of the truck on the southbound side. And uh, he actually went across the median and flipped the truck upside down. And then when I came across the bridge, then I saw this huge flying object, and it hit us head-on and uh, rolled over the car and... Um, I had just put uh, my son Jason in the back seat to take a nap. And um, so I remember being conscious that that, that, uh, to just relax and that that it it had finally happened. And to tell you the truth, if I had been told that my son was going to be in the car with me, I'd probably stop driving. But um, I wasn't, and um, so I had many experiences on the other side. What I was when I relaxed, then I was then I was outside of my body and uh, rising to the sun behind the clouds, and I could see the Blanco River below me, and the 
and the colors were incredible the the uh, the peace and I was surrounded with peace inside myself and around, and around me I um could hear prayers of people that were stopped in cars it was miles long of uh cars because they could not go around and even the ex, uh, the access road was blocked so it was just I-35 came to a stop, and um, I went further and further out. I could see a silverly, uh, tiny little thread-looking thing that uh, a line that was connecting and and in movement, kind of like a, a web um, that connected rocks and rivers and cars and clouds and everything was connected and I when the first time that I'd really seen the the one life the connection of all life together and that we are not separate I went further away from the earth and found myself traveling with the spirit uh, to my right side and uh he had a male voice. I never saw him, but I was asking him questions. And I turned and I looked back at the Earth. I was actually in the solar system and amongst the planets. And I could, I started hearing that each planet had a tone, and it was so amazingly deep and beautiful, and it resonated with each other. And there was a harmonics of our solar system that were that uh, was so. In, there's no words for the, for that, um, but they were in harmony with each other. I turned back and looked at the Earth and took my breath away. How beautiful it was! Um, and I could see angelic beings that were around the earth. There were uh, what looked like UFOs or, or visiting um, higher intelligences that were around the earth. There seemed to be a lot of activity just around the earth. And so I asked the spirit, I said, why is it only around the earth that there's all this activity? And the spirit said that that the earth is in a free will zone for human beings and that there that there is a possibility that there will be too much fear on our earth and if it happens that it tips into fear then the tone of the earth the tone that it's uh the harmonics would be shifted to um a, like a flat tone and if it shifted to a flat tone, then it would affect the harmony in the whole solar system. It would start a wobble, and then that wo- our wobble in our solar system would connect to the Milky Way, and then the wobble in the Milky Way would just keep reverberating out. And um, so I understood how important learn the inner knowing about love or the inner knowing about fear is and what we contribute to, what each of us contribute our thoughts to 
and our life to and our um if we if we in my i mean i can t- talk about myself if i get too much in fear then i create a wobble inside myself my own solar system and uh so it's my job to stay in a balance uh so that the resonance of my being my body my soul will resonate love primarily choose love and i ask the spirit what is it that we are moving through what is this because there was effortless movement of me going further and further away and i knew that was the pathway that uh of uh transition of of moving to the next world would be through the stars and the spirit said you can call this the ocean of love and as soon as he said the ocean of love then there was this huge teaching and my eyes opened to all of this that we have around us right now each one of us that's listening this all of this space is really love and i could see microcosm cosmically in my uh in my cells the space between the atoms and that we think is empty, but it's all love. And love is our creator. Love is uh, God. And we are not separate. Then I realized I had such compassion for uh, the journey on, on earth of how we are taught that we're separate, how we believe that we're separate. And in truth, we're not separate. But the illusion on the earth is so thick and that so much of our thoughts and beliefs contribute to that that it creates uh, the illusion of separation. And so soon the beautiful spirit asked me if I was complete with this life and that I could continue. And I said, no, I wasn't, that I... I had a a lot left to do, and so the spirit started t- talking to me about breathing and how to start breathing, and uh, and I started moving back to the earth, and uh, right before I blinked and opened my eyes to the earth dimension, the spirit said, "Remember, everything is going to be all right." And then as quickly as he said that, then I blinked open to the earth uh, dimension on the earth plane. And I was found myself in a ditch beside I-35, and uh, I could not see anything, even though my eyes were open, but I could hear. And I, I knew that a woman was sitting beside me, and... Um, and I could feel her hand, and I could. She was uh, touching my heart and holding my hand, and we were together sitting on the earth. And uh, she said, "Oh, hello, darling. You've been in a car accident, and your son is about to go in the ambulance." And then I connected to my son, and remembered that my son was in the car with me, and the guilt and shame 
of him being hurt and uh, being without a mother and on I-35 and alone, and I could hear him crying. And I went to him telepathically and told him, everything is going to be all right. You can stop crying now. And I heard that he did stop crying from a distance. I heard him stop crying. And the, But I was experiencing the guilt and shame of of this me contributing any way to the harm of my own child uh, was coming into my body and that guilt and shame was going to every part of my body that was crushed or broken or bleeding and excruciating pain came with that. And I realized quickly that I had been washed in the ocean of love and ecstasy and I had no... There was no pain in that, and I told this woman sitting beside me, I said, I told her what was going on, and I said, I think I'm going to think about this guilt tomorrow. And as soon as I said that, she kind of giggled, and I saw that the energy of my love for my son just continued through my body, and the guilt and shame went right out my left arm, and it went right back up into this ocean of love like a fireworks display and it just dispersed and I was back to feeling no pain so uh, before to cut out a few things of of that experience before I was put in the, the ambulance spirit asked me to ask this lady what her name was and I said what is your name Please, and she said, "Well, my name, well, my name is Valley." I said, "Valley, as in peaks and valleys, as yea, there are walks of the valley of the shadow of." And she started giggling again, and she said, "Well, I've never thought of it that way, honey, but I, I guess you—that's right. That's my name, Valley." And so Spirit asked if I she could ride with me in the ambulance. And uh, so she got that cleared, and she rode with me. She had been a passenger in the car about a mile and a half south of the wreck, and she, her husband was driving, and she got out of the car, and he said, where are you going? And she said, I'm going to help a lady in this wreck. And I've talked to her since, and she said that she'd never done that before, and she was just guided to go, and, to, and she knew it was a lady she was going to help. So she rode with me back in the ambulance, and her husband turned around and picked us, picked her up at the uh, hospital. Um, and um, what was wonderful about that is that the the kid that was in the wreck uh, also rode in the ambulance with me. And so when his truck it was a big truck with big electrical wires that he picked up when it flipped he fell out the window of the driver's side into the grass between the two lanes of highway and he had not been seriously injured at all i think he um uh hurt his knee i believe but he was still very drunk and belligerent and so valley stood between me or sat be- between me and this boy and spirit kept saying focus on her and so uh 
many amazing things happened. I was in and out of the spirit world as I was healing. I was in the hospital for about a month, and Jason had a dislocated hip and a broken couple of ribs and some lacerations on his forehead, but he was good. And uh, we've healed from that. And uh, But one morning I wanted to share... One morning, the last time I went back into the spirit world was on a Sunday morning, and I it was early when the sun rose, and I looked out my window on the third floor, and I could see the the city of, of San Marcos from a distance, and it looked golden, and that energy was coming out of the city and toward me, and it it took my breath away, and I was like trying to brace myself and to protect myself from getting... It just felt like energy coming toward me, and Spirit said, Oh, just let it happen. Just let this happen. Relax and let this happen. And I just blinked again, and the next time my eyes opened, I saw this huge bird coming into the window of the hospital and picked me up out of the hospital bed, and I rode on her on her left wing, out of the hospital and started flying across the earth. And this this bird took me to lands and through colors of Egypt and the Amazon and meeting elders in the spirit world. And on and on I flew around the earth. And it was a long journey when she brought me home and settled me back into my uh, bed I blinked again and I was back and I knew that it would be a long time before I was back in the spirit world again and that's when I started grieving it's like the sadness of saying goodbye to her so I've kept the spirit with me This and I get messages every once in a while and I was uh it took a long time to recover, and I'd broken my back, and pelvis was in two pieces, and knee was shattered, and uh, so I was working my way back, and um, I I was told I would be working and learning and remembering with the Native American Indian people, and that I would have it would be connected with a, a grandmother, and. Um, so it came to pass that I uh, uh, I did start working with the indigenous people, and I became a student of Mary Thunders and uh, had an, 10 years of amazing work with her. And eventually um, I met uh, the elder from New Zealand and my world started turning upside down again because I was very comfortable with the teachings and the beauty of the Native American Indian people here in this country and the Red Road and 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 I don't know how I how would I contribute to the Waitaha tribe and well eventually um, I was asked to to uh, help walk the prophecy journeys of the Waitaha people. 
and with their spiritual elder, Mackie Ruka. And it took many amazing experiences just to get to that knowing. But at the end of the journeys, the journey started in 94, and um, and ended in 99. And after I had time to really look at all of this and reflect on it, I at the time of the wreck and the time when the big bird came to pick me up, all the lands that I went to were the lands that in the future I would be walking with the Waitaha people in honor of the sacred divine feminine, the grandmother, mother, sister, to remember and to walk the prayers and the circles within circles and into the ancient places where the the knowledge was kept by great spirit to one day be picked up again. There were women from all over the world that heard about a little journey that was going to happen, and they just simply said, yes, I'll go. And so women from all directions and all religions were part of this journey. And I think there was four that went on all the journeys. Uh, other, otherwise, there were different women at different journeys. But um, so I think I'll pause and see where I am with everyone. <laughs> it was a long Ducky. explanation. Oh, my sister, I was just listening to you. You're such a blessing. Oh, for everyone Madonna. in the world. I just love you. I feel so bonded with you. I mean, I, I am just with love you. you so much. And uh, <laughs> yes. uh, it's truly an honor to hear you speaking. You're speaking with um, so many beautiful people from everywhere in the world. All the I know, I can feel it. In different traditions, in different ways, and... Uh, we really want to talk about, um, you know, the Water Mother Ceremony that we as women need to do in everywhere in the world yes. to heal that emotional body. So um, tell me more about that. Waitaha actually means water, water carriers. And uh, it's a matriarchal uh, nation of uh that were nomadic that that they were ancient peoples and um they honored they understood the value of the grandmother and the telepathic knowings and the wisdom carriers and the that it was the uh mother sister grandmother that uh, that that they knew to cherish and uh, who are the water carriers? Well, it's mother carrying in her womb new life. And so to be aware of that we are the water carriers and to be the beloved of our uh, be, uh, the, the men and women that love us, that uh, these ceremonies honored, uh, it was... Twelve in a circle. Each of the positions had a color and a meaning, and it was made very simple, and yet it was very profound. 
the 12 uh, correspond to the celestial realms above. And uh, as vessels, the feminine become vessels that receive the information. So the women would be on the inner circle, and the outer circle would be uh, the men that would be there to honor and to serve the divine feminine. And Mackie and I would stand in the center, so it would create that 13th position. And when the hearts of Mother opens, and it didn't happen on every ceremony. We've done thousands of these ceremonies around the world, and it didn't happen every time, but it's happened many times, where the heart of Mother one would be triggered, and I know you've seen that in your ceremonies, that it just takes one's heart to open and then the others fall into that love or to that oh, sadness. And we share those, the heart opening, and it just pop, 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 and that light that comes from mother's heart, comes from sister's heart, grandmother's heart, the light pours from her heart and arcs over the circle and shoots a shaft of light up into the heavens and the shaft of light waiting for that to above and below matching, it it connects and then there's this huge reverberation of unconditional love that can traverse quickly around this beautiful Mother Earth, this beautiful water planet. And it's called the the Shekinah, the Shekinah light. It's very, it's what the, it's the medicine the Earth needs. So when, when our brothers remember who they are and that they're in service to, and when women can remember this, their sacredness and their their beauty and they take that inner journey to learn to love themselves and to understand who they are and to uh, that the most sacred part of all of our bodies is our throat because it's with our throat that we create the tone and the voice that creates our world. And so... Mm-hmm. It's so important, to, and it's so simple. And the grandmothers say, if mother is loved, but one generation, all wars would stop on our planet. Mm-hmm. And we just think about that. And we've tried all these wars and all these gadgets and all these drones and all these things, and it's not working. And it's very simple to love and to be loved, the lover and the beloved, and to walk in that memory and connected to the divine within ourselves and without ourselves in the heavens, it creates miracles. And I, Mackie told, Mackie told me, said Nancy, if that this ceremony is is the balance, it's the counterbalance to an atomic bomb going off. So if if we remember this and go to the circle and do our prayers and do our surrenderings and do our love of life and our 
and this experience of love and life, then we will create a balance that will keep the tone of peace on this planet. It's it's really, they say to be at peace is when the waters within us are still. Yes. And we each know that stillness. Yes, we do. And even to tap into this incredible love, you know, tears of joy mm. happens and it connects with all the waters from everywhere around you. Absolutely. Isn't that true? And um, my sister, we are going to have very soon the solstice coming. And the mother has been talking about that surrender. We call it the entrega. Mm -hmm. Uh, That surrender that we are able to see everything that has ever happened and that drag us down, Mm -hmm. that put us into fear, that Mm -hmm. put us into this, to be able to use the whole thing as a stepping stone and just let it go, that part, in order to bring that incredible love connected everywhere in the world. Can we talk more about this? How do you feel this coming? Can you feel it coming? Yes, and it is now. And it's, um, I mean, we know the we know the wounds of the feminine. We know the sadness that we have walked with. We have looked inward, and we've seen it outward. We hear the cries of the children around the world. And and at the very same time, not getting stuck in that and saying yes to going to the circle of life and yes, becoming the vessels. And to say, may thy light be a lamp unto our feet and, to a, light, and a light unto our pathway. And that we surrender all of that, all of that story that is, and bring quickly the children to our skirts and bring quickly the love all around us and the children that are looking for a lighthouse and choose to say, yes, I will now be the lighthouse the earth is needing. I will hold the light of the divine feminine. I will hold the light for the heaven and in my prayers of prayers, may heaven and earth come together And may we shift into, very quickly, like the turning of a baby in the womb of mother, as that baby turns and is born, as quickly as that, we are born into a thousand years of peace. And we go back into the golden era. No more, Mm -hmm. colleague. And I cry. (laughs) Yes. I cry with joy uh, and I cry with sadness because we will will be leaving behind our all our stories. It's like we don't want to feed that anymore. It was important yes. that we saw it. It was important that we felt it and knew it. Mm-hmm. But it is ever so important that we say yes and dance and hold it deeply in our heart with great compassion and to nurture these next generation that is there 
we we mentor these children. I call them children, but they're they're the next generation that are looking for and, and nearly giving up hope. And and but it's the grandmother's time to mentor these children, men and young men and young women and young mothers and young fathers. And it's very simple just to create love between each other. And when she is loved, when mother is loved, that heart opens and that what's in mother's heart nourishes generations. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in my 20s, I had this incredible experience exactly about that and uh was about the Shekinah. Mm. And it was... Um, as I felt it in that time, as it was coming to me, but this light, but actually it was like it was also coming for me and I was approaching to that. Uh, it's very hard to put it in words what happened, but in that moment, as we were becoming one, Mm-hmm. I felt, you know, in that time the girls were little and I could feel this incredible love for them but absolutely was no attachment, mm-hmm. no worries, no no fear. Mm-hmm. Everything was just dropping inside of me and entering into a realm that I had no idea in that time that exists. But um, you, remind me, you, you remind me of this. You see, how can we pass this experience to all the brothers and sisters from everywhere in the world? Because what I see, what I saw in that time, and when I get into this realm, we truly become not just only the holders of light, it's mm-hmm. just that we become that light mm-hmm. that it has always mm-hmm. been there and the interconnection that it is everywhere. Absolutely. And, and then it creates a vibration. Light, it creates a yes. vibration in us. And, I mean, we all know that if a piano plays a note and there's guitars around that the guitars will start vibrating to that note and that that when we hold that vibration within us then one of the ways that we teach is just by being being with and moving through our life and uh, planting gardens and being part of of creating uh the circles of life the uh that we've learned that lines are beautiful but if we create right angles that darkness can hide in those corners and so we create mm-hmm. more circles in our lives and and uh keep celebrating with each other and and telling our stories because our stories are our experiences and everyone on this this phone 
together tonight have learned how to be alchemists, have learned to take the raw materials of our experiences of separation and sadness and and dis-ease of any sort and turn it into Mm -hmm. gold. Yeah. And that's, yes, we have. And we are the alchemist. And Mm -hmm. we are learning that love goes through portals of time. And uh, I've just watched the movie Interstellar and so amazing the stories of, of, that movie uh, recommended and and uh, time traveling and uh, that I think we will look back at this time on the earth and see the barbarism of how much we had forgotten. But that's mm-hmm. why the journey back to the ancient ones have been so important. That we had yes. to get back to the ancient of ancient of ancient ones. And the time before the times were times. Yes. That's how and, the mother put it. Yes. And that holds that holds the eternal seed of creator. And once we return back to the seed within ourselves and know that it is one with the seed of the divine mother, that then we we have gone home and we carry home within our little bundle of our hearts and and the food we make and the the prayers mm-hmm. we say together and the uh, the standing up and I see women around the world standing up no I'm not sure how that's going to happen McDowell I don't know but I know we're doing it and I know that this is part of it and and uh the Dalai Lama told all of us that the Tibetan Buddhists knew that someday the feminine would have to rise. And that was part of the prophecy journeys, is that the Dalai Lama would uh, say the prayers of activation and honoring of the divine feminine. And that happened. And he said, never give up. Never give up. And we're not. We're not giving up. No. We and don't know how. In our beautiful little spaces, however tiny it is, if there's room for an altar, there goes mm. creation. There goes the dreams, and the, and we're dreaming with each other, and we're and we're being quiet when we need to be quiet, and we're stronger even still. It's the silence of the grandmothers that the world better be watching out for, because it's in the silence of the grandmothers that says no more of oh. it. Oh, yes. And I want to tell all the sisters and mothers and daughters and grandmothers from everywhere in the world, we are in this together. If we can give birth a new world through that incredible love, through that incredible alchemy, you know, we are making that alchemy within ourselves as well as we are connecting with absolutely everything and everything, it's and everyone is making that alchemy. There will be the times where we are not going to, you know, many of the words that we use now is going to be completely obsolete. I yes. have seen it. There is many times that when we are remembering 
all that space before the time mm-hmm. for time before mm-hmm. the tribes for tribes mm-hmm. you know that that realm that it is within ourselves that we recognize our bodies as bodies of light because we are light when we are remembering all this love i really want to say for the people all the brothers and sisters in everywhere it is time to give birth to the new world oh. and we can do this because it is through that love that we are this light that we are how we connect into each other and we can make this possible it is our time of the feminine yes it is yes and it is when we honor when we honor our waters and uh, make the ceremonies and uh, understanding that love of the 12 plus 1 mm-hmm. that we are within ourselves and we are in the outside too and we recognize that voice that comes from the core of everything that it is then the fear of being it's just going to just fall yes. just like a veil yes so and it- how tell me more what are you going to say? Um, I was I was seeing the birth of a baby and the the afterbirth and the uh, and how gently we can place our uh, what contained the child before birth. All these experiences and all of these. You know, it's nearly like we're, beca- we're the pressure of of our lives right now, and things that are going on outside of us are pressurizing, and the the labor is intensifying, and yeah, and how precious we can set aside the afterbirth of that life, and go on mm-hmm. and cherish a baby, and and. And we do this with our brothers. It is in the matriarch of Weta is a balance of the beauty of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Totally, they're two wings of one bird, and how yes. we can fly together. And and we have totally forgotten how to love each other, and and yet we are we are human's yearning and where does this yearning come from it comes from the divine heart of creation it's the yearning that we have to remember that it's not how much uh, money we have in the bank it's not what we can control it is it's all about love and how we can create together and how we and this beautiful earth I believe is going to create a home for our children in the future and now the children here and that as quickly as we join together in this time of great labor and we say our prayers to all of the mothers that are suffering around the world that we we grieve with them we grieve our, we join our tears and our waters flow with them and we go back to the waterways I asked the grandmothers one time because someone asked me, where do we take the wounded warriors that have 
been hurt. I mean, they've gone into these horrible wars, and they come home, and they're shattered people. And the grandmother said, you take them to the most pure water on the earth you can find, and you keep them in the water until they start remembering who they are. Mm-hmm. And the sacredness of water and is is where we all must, and water anywhere is sacred. No matter how polluted, I was, I know stories of rolling thunder that took the most pure, impure water and put his hands around it and said the prayers, and the water was tested later as being pure. Mm-hmm. So we, it's it's all in knowing that mm-hmm. that we're not separate from the miracles, that miracles are there. I've seen angels in the sky descend as we completed a prayer at Machu Picchu, a beautiful angel with the full moon at her heart. And everywhere everywhere else around was covered with clouds. And she stayed right there in the sky until we descended all the way back down the mountain. It's as above, so below. And we are not separate and Magdala, thank no. you for thank you for the work you do, and all of these beautiful men and women that are listening in. I join my heartbeat with you. I can hear your drumbeats, yeah. Magdala. And, and me too. But you see, I want to tell that I did have a dream not too long ago about the women going back into the water and pray. Mm-hmm. And there were women everywhere in the world, just going back. Yes, just go going to back the water, to the rivers everywhere, and just connecting with this part of themselves. That you see, it is that water that helps you to do that alchemy within the self at the same time. That Maybe we the stay there. Maybe we stay in those waters until mm-hmm. it is done. We birth in this water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My people everywhere in the world, yes, we are in labor, but soon it will be the time for the human being to rise up and understand who they are through that beingness that it is connecting everything around us. It is true that... Right now, it is so many things to pray. It is happening things everywhere. But at the same time, we do know that we can transmute this energy in order to give birth to that new world through love that we are. Through that sisterhood that we can connect deep inside one to another because I can feel you. I can feel you, my sister, so deep inside of me. Your voice. Every time that I, I want to talk to you, I can feel and hear your voice inside of me. Mm-hmm. And everyone, how it is all this interconnection. You know, the great mother is right here and right now with us. And this is a time where we believe in ourselves means that we are living inside of ourselves. It is such a beautiful time. May this solace is that 
you really create this incredible new beginning in all of us. Mm. What do you feel, my sister? Yes. Yeah. It's an amazing time always on the winter solstice and the darkest of dark nights and being still and and go and surrendering into the darkness and then the excitement of light and it reminds me of stories in the beginning of time when there was no light there was the void and creator from his being her being created a line of consciousness that starts weaving the world. And so it always reminds me of the solstice and how the light returns and how spring is born from winter's laboring pain and uh, who really understands that mystery. But so we are simply left with love, unconditional, and husbands loving unconditional. I remember the first time I worked with Mackie and he said, thank you for for being will you are you are the goddess and I will listen to you and I will do anything you tell me to do. So I know you are connected. And me, Nancy, as a human being, I thought, oh, yeah, right. But there was many times, and even on that journey, that I I called upon his commitment to trusting me because we had many experiences that we had to walk through to to survive something. I had to tell him, quickly move away from there, quickly go there. And he would look at me and be confused for a half a jillion tiny second, and then he would start moving, no question. And so mm-hmm. to to listen to the feminine and to be in service to that love, it, uh, Mackie and I watched The Fifth Element, the funny little movie with Bruce <laughs> Remember I that? Saw, I saw that yesterday. Or oh, you're freaking kidding me! Well, that. Yes. Well, <laughs> we were sitting there going, "We can't believe that is so much what the whole prophecy journeys was about." That the gift exactly. is the is the goddess is the feminine, and mm-hmm. she nearly died with the horrors of what was happening on the earth, and. That was the fifth element. That is the fifth element. It's water, air, earth, and fire. And if you haven't seen that that sweet movie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the bullets and the bombs could not get rid of what was coming to annihilate and to kill the earth. And but what did ha- what what did push that back? was when the man loved her and loved her and stayed with her and was in the presence and never went away, kept loving, and she finally felt it. Because I know men have felt, oh, will she ever know I really love her? And many wounded women are like jumping up and down and going, you don't love me, you really don't love me. 
but in truth they mm-hmm. do, and never give up, and and camp outside her window a little longer. And mm-hmm. some magical moment, she will finally hear that she is loved. And when that happens, her heart opens, and that is the light that's needed for the children to see. And it's very simple. There is a, a beautiful writing that I wanted to end up sharing with, with everyone that that Mackie wrote me one time. And, and um, uh, if I, that's I, okay, McDonald. Yes, before, before you say this and we close, I want to tell to my brothers and my grandfathers and my fathers and listen, listen to the women in all around you. Listen what they need to say. Mm-hmm. Women, we we have this special connection and we really know that it is through love how we are weaving. So my brothers, Listen, listen to the women. You know, remember that first lullaby mm. and where it comes from, from that incredible love. Remember the women, the one that it is just right there to give you that enlightenment through love. Remember this part, my brothers. For we want a balanced world. It's no matriarchal, no patriarchal, but a balanced world. This is our time that we remember how to do this. Now, my sister, yes, I want you to read that from Maggie. One thing before I do, in 85, I was at the United Nations Decade for Women in Nairobi, Kenya, and I was working at the peace tent, and we had, it was a two-week uh, gathering, and women from all over the world made their way to Kenya to tell their stories. And uh, we provided Crayolas and paper, and each wo- woman from every country around the world were asked to draw what they wanted, what was their vision, what was it that they needed, what was it they're yearning for, and then put it in a box. And at the end of the two weeks, we hung clotheslines across the the tent and with clothespins took out the pictures of these women around the world. And Magdala, they were all the same in different colors and different shapes. But there was, it was very simple. What women want is a home, a simple home. There was a table with food, enough food for their beautiful children playing on grass and a beautiful husband there beside her and water there mm-hmm. on the table. It was very simple. But the women mm-hmm. around the world have the same vision and the same yearning, is to continue life on this planet. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, we are. And we are. Thank you, everyone. And this is from Mackie. Love is God in human form and expression, and we are its ministers. Mortal fear and pain are ministry. In each moment of time, we may choose to manifest love's power and energy or generate and compound fear. Human relationships are love's playground, not fear's amusement park. 
Human relationships are intended for exercising love, not inflicting pain. Relationships are for entering into one another as far and deeply as we choose to go, not to play keep away. Fear of pain spawns defense for protection against hurt. Instead, like a weighty suit of armor or a tightly binding noose, defenses shut down loving, resulting in greater and longer-term pain and misery. Love is and always will be the healing force. Our challenge is to believe. It is seductively simple to worship fear and spend the best of us protecting and battling, whether partners or family. Global healing begins, of course, with individual healing. Family healing begins with complete belief in and total commitment to constant loving of ourselves and everyone around us. Amen. Thank you, great creator, divine mother, for this moment in time. And thank you for this opportunity to be with you and dance our voices together once again, my beautiful sister. Oh, my God. I love you, my sister, so much. I'm so thankful for Baki. I didn't meet him, but I have sent him many times through you. Yeah. Thank you for your love and all what you do. I just love you so much. I will be with you all in in solstice this year. I will will hold you dear in my heart, and I don't feel, I feel it'll be very soon we'll be together. Oh, yeah. We have. In the physical world. Yes. All right, (laughs) let's dance the dance and let's circle up together. Uh, Mackie's last dream was to gather 60,000 women together to create circles within circles of these circles of ceremony to remember and to create a vibration on the earth that will help uh, help this birth. So someday we'll be circling together. We are working on it. Yes, we're we working are. on it. Hopefully this summer we are preparing for that, but I will talk to you later about we're working right. on it. And I need yeah. your mailing address. I have a, a something to give you. So if you'll write it to me sometime, I'd appreciate it. Yes. I All will, right. I will text you, Germana. I love you so love so you. much and thank you Tristy Mijita for holding this. Are you there? Tristy? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, thank you, Mijita, for holding this, and I will see you later then. And All thank right. you, mi hermana. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Joy to the world. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our show, and we hope you'll come back for more. To write to us, please, if you have any comments, concerns, questions for the guests, please write to us at sacredwoman144 at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. We have the Ancient Wisdom of the Feminine Radio Talk page. We also have the Sacred Woman page. Like it. Share it with your friends. For our upcoming seminars, ceremonies, webinars, go to www.sacredwoman.org and you will find all the information there. There is a ceremony 
that will be taking place in Taos, New Mexico on the winter solstice. And the name of the ceremony is 144 Giving Birth into the Light Ceremony. For more information for that ceremony, again, please go to our main website, www.sacredwoman.org. If you have any questions about the ceremony too, please don't hesitate to write to sacredwoman144 at gmail.com. I thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope you'll be back. Thank you.